Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, we do all have a lot more time to read now. Yes, we are we happy do. to give you another uh, good book recommendation. Stephanie, is it Stephanie Robel? Yes, that's right. Oh, hi, hi Stephanie. Stephanie. And uh, your book is called Darling Rose Gold, which we just absolutely loved. And um, Simone St. James is the one who told us about your book, The Sundown Motel. Do you know her? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, so we asked her what the last great book she read was, and it was like we talked to her about a month ago, and she goes, Darlene Rose Cold, you're going to love it. And she was right. So uh, congratulations for writing a heck of a great first novel. Oh, thank you so much, and thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah. Yes. Now, you grew up in Chicago, but you're living in the U.K. we got to ask you where you got the idea for this book. Maybe well, you want to give us was, the setup, yeah, and then you've got to tell us yes. if what if there's something that sparked your interest on this subject. Sure. So the book is about a mother and daughter named Patty and Rosebold Watts, and it starts with the mother getting out of prison after serving five years for poisoning her daughter. And she gets out, she has nowhere to go, and so she begs her daughter, who's now an adult, to take her in. And to the shock of everyone in town, Rose Gold says yes. And the question is why? And the so- story sort of unfurls from there. Oh, and to answer your question, <laughs> to answer your question about the inspiration, I actually first heard about Munchausen by Proxy, which is an illness that Patty has, uh, from my best friend, who's an elementary school psychologist in Colorado. And, you know, she told me about it, and I was immediately fascinated. In case anyone's not familiar, um, it's a mental health illness where a caregiver fakes or induces illness in the person that they're caring for, which is often a child, in order to get attention or love from the medical community. And so, you know, I, I did my research, and I was shocked to discover that the perpetrators are usually women and mothers. And, you know, we think of the mother-child bond as sacred, and it's not in these cases. And I wanted to explore why that was. And, you know, for people who watched on Hulu last summer, the act with Patricia Arquette, uh, it was about Dee Blanchard and her daughter, Gypsy. Gypsy. I mm-hmm. mean, had you heard about that story? Had you read yes, any? Yes, I've heard. Okay, but I've heard you, about basically every Munchausen by proxy story that's happened in like the last five years. Okay, because that is really like I, the, I hadn't really remembered hearing about that in a long time, right. you know. And then that was, and then when it was serialized on Hulu, it was just it was as fascinating to watch that story as it's happening as it is to read Darling Rose Gold, which is told from the mother and the daughter's perspective. And, I mean, I had no idea what was going to happen. It's so good and twisty. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to try to get inside the head of, you know, not only the perpetrator, but the victims or survivors of this kind of abuse. Um, and reading all of this kind of true stuff, um, whether it was a memoir or a medical textbook or whatever, just really helped me to build a general profile of each and then, you know, of course, make them my own characters and flesh them out from there. Yeah. Stephanie, do you have, a, are you know, um, do you have many siblings? Yes, I have two younger sisters. Okay. And what did your mom and what did they think about you writing about this type of relationship? Yeah. <laughs> you should ask. You can imagine. You can imagine how much my lovely Midwestern sweet mother appreciates uh, me having written this topic. No, it's completely fictional. No basis in reality whatsoever. I had a very normal childhood. 
Um, but yeah, they, they are all really interested in dark stuff too. My sister and I are constantly giving each other recommendations for the, you know, the latest true crime and stuff like that. Right. So they were, they were some of my first readers. And, and when you're talking about, you know, it's not about, you know, what MS, you know, Munchausen's is, but it's about why does this manifest in some people? And you're yeah. trying to get to the bottom of that where there any underlying things that you learned differently or that you made up differently, you know, through your character? Yeah, I mean, one thing that I found through my research is that people who have this illness almost always have their own um, history of childhood abuse or neglect. Okay. Um, yeah, so there's, there, there's usually that in the background. And then, you know, basically they become adults and they haven't gotten the sort of attention that they crave as kids. And this is one way to do it by becoming this superhero mom that takes care of their sick child and, you know, just looks like they're all out, all in on, on taking care of this kid. And the praise from healthcare professionals. I mean, it's just so bizarre. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like a last yeah, resort. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the the motivation is what's so, um, fascinating and sad and yeah. horrifying to me because you know there's there's variations of the illness where people do it for like to fraud hospitals or you know to win a court case and those I don't want to say those are relatable reasons right. but right. they're certainly more common you know um, but yeah to do it because you just have this innate need for love and approval is just there's something very sad and twisted about it yeah if you're just joining us we're talking with stephanie warble who has the cutest name of her dog tell us your name of your doggy <laughs> his name is moose barkwinkle he's a cockapoo moose barkwinkle it's the cutest name and the book is darling rose gold um so Lori darling rose yes. gold and you've got a great great cover on this well one of the things that, you know, like I just kind of like really had like a, a moment is towards towards, you know, the end of the book where um, uh, it's been that chapter is being told from the mom, Patty's or from Rose uh, Gold's perspective. But she has this revelation about that. It has taken me years to figure this out. You would never love your mother as much as she loved you because basically your mom had more times to more time to head start had a head start on loving you and i just i don't know why that struck me but that was just that was really a good just you know wow moment in in the narrative thank you yeah that's something that i've thought about a lot and i think you know i'm not a mother myself but i'm obviously a daughter and my that has been my experience with my mom is like sometimes i've just felt in a good way, just overwhelmed by her love, you know, and just the sacrifices and compromises that mothers make uh, throughout their lives. And it's just, it, it does sort of feel like this, you know, debt, but you know, that's kind of the point of parenthood, you know, as it's not meant to be paid back, but it's just, it is very interesting to think about. Yeah. That's such a different perspective. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then you do in your acknowledgements, you do acknowledge to your mom and dad that, you know, they're, you know, nothing like this and your their love of reading. And, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm just really excited for you because you didn't your your this background is, is interesting. You were an advertising copywriter and this book is really starts out novel. as your thesis for your writing degree. Yeah, exactly. So I went into this graduate program for creative writing and it's two years and my goal going in was I wanted to come out with a finished novel to the extent possible. So I did write this as my thesis. 
And then afterward, on the advice of a few professors, they suggested I send it out to agents. And, I, you know, I thought, okay, we'll see what happens. Worst case, at least I got a graduate degree out of this. And best case, now it's a book on shelf. So it, it That's worked amazing. Out. It is. And, and yeah. Goodreads <laughs> described it as sharp objects meets my lovely wife and both of those books are uh we've had both the authors on and my lovely wife in like darling rose gold it's unexpected who's narrating and how this i think that is what makes the book very readable it's that unexpected Mm -hmm. um you know getting in the mind of both the mother and the daughter and and the mom patty is such a good liar <laughs> well, that's yeah. I mean, according to my research, and it makes sense. Like that is true to real life. I mean, if you if you're able to fool doctors, medical professionals, teachers, you know, you have to know what you're talking about and be pretty convincing. Unreal, unreal. Yeah. The book is Darling Rose Gold. And Stephanie, you know, we have to ask you. Um, we always like Lori started it out with. We got we heard about your book on a recommendation from another from author Simone. that we interviewed. Do you have a favorite book that you just read or something that you think people are gonna need to read besides your book? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just finished one called Followers by Megan Angelo. Oh, we read that. Yes. Yes. Oh, you did? Yes. That okay. is a, she was on our book. That's show. a wild story. Oh, my gosh. I loved it. I just thought the concept in general of, you know, 30 years in the future, there's a village where it's government appointed celebrities. I was like, I immediately signed me up. I'm so intrigued. <laughs> I know. it. I know. That's so that true. It was a crazy book. And Stephanie, you're so gorgeous. Like you could be you kind of look like uh, I don't know who you look like, but you look like a lot. You look like a blonde actress that we loved on Revenge, whatever that lady's name <laughs> oh, was. Yeah. That actress. Anyway, you're. Oh, thank you very much. You're it's gorgeous. Key, I, I <laughs> hope you're writing your next book. I am. I'm working on the second draft in my second book now. All right. Well, we'll keep our eye on you. We'll follow you on Twitter, and and we hope you sell a lot of copies. I kind of feel like, uh, you know, here in the Twin Cities, uh, local bookstores are still opening and they're mailing and yes, you know, uh, doing support all of that. Curbs- yeah, we want people to support our local bookstores. In this time of libraries being closed. Yes. And thanks for your time. And And, and stay safe over there. Yeah. You too. Thanks, Stephanie. All right. Oh, my gosh. Julia, you got to read this book. (laughs) That's all I got to (laughs) say. So good. (laughs) I started it, but then I was just having too much anxiety right now. And I'm like, I can't read the. It, but yeah. you loved it. Well, I like to. I like to really escape. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. and I don't have any ADD issues like you do, which does make it difficult in these times to concentrate because there's so the many things. Is there's a, there's been a lot of a lot of overwhelming things. So squirrel, I think, squirrel, every yeah, second. Look over right. there. Look over there. Reading has been super hard. It's the weirdest thing. But when we come back, we're going to have an update with Kevin Durant. Yes. From, uh, Channel Five. Channel Five Eyewitnesses. We'll be right back. Who who is the guy that was uh, that wrote the Freaks and Geeks? Oh, uh, she looks like his wife. Yeah, she's gorgeous. I can't think of oh, the name now. Yeah, his freaks and Leslie something. Oh, Leslie well, Mann. Thought... Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. Oh, okay. sorry guys. That's, that's who you think she looks. Like. I, thought I thought she's. Yeah, yeah she kind of does. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> 